overall though, like St. Arnold's is just really consistent. Again, uh, I like drinking. I like day drinking with St. Arnold's. I do not like the brewery though. I, I, I can't go there and have a good time. What? I thought the brewery was pretty cool. It's all right. It's just too calm, yeah. Like it's too like it's too gardenish, gardeny. Garden-y. It's more of a beer garden, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's too too gardeny. Like it feels, I don't know. It feels more like a restaurant than anything. Yeah. So it's good if you have kids. Yeah, you yeah, know? definitely. If you have kids, it's cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Isaac Banda to the pod. How you doing, brother? What's good, bro? Appreciate you having me. Fresh off the bar, huh? From taking the bar? Fresh off the bar. So today's episode, we're actually going to discuss law school. I know it's a big topic that, uh, you know, I think I think at least everybody, I don't know about you, uh, Envy's here, but I don't know about you, Envy, like, did you ever have like, a, a thought in your head, like, oh, maybe I should try law school? No. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, like I think I think everyone has it. Uh, I think his his brother his brother took a stab at it. Yeah, your, your brother the one that's teaching. Oh wow, that's awesome. Uh, but no, I think it's going to be a good topic because I think everyone at one point considers it in in uh, in college. Like like for me, like I when I was considering it, I was into media law because that's my field. I'm in media. I'm in advertising. Uh, but you 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 did it. <laughs> you, yeah. You graduated when? Last last week or uh December actually. Dece- but uh cuz of covid and everything, you know, I didn't we had our hooding ceremony last week and then we still have our official graduation in May. Dude, TBD. That's fucking awesome, man. Congratulations. Appreciate dude. it. Appreciate it. Uh how long did it take? Uh 3 years. 3, three years. years, yep. Now, not only did you just uh complete um law school, but you you were you were in law school uh, when your firstborn came in. Yeah, my second semester, second <laughs> semester, yeah. Noah uh, joined. So he was born my second semester. Uh, I found out my girl was pregnant my first semester, like <laughs> oh, one month in, bro. One month in. Sheesh, that's that. I I uh, well, you know what? We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, let's let's introduce you for uh, let's introduce you for the people that don't know you. Uh, so let's start with these three simple questions that I always ask all my guests, uh, you know, where you're from, where you're currently living, your alma mater, what did you major in minor and the career field, uh, that you're in. So, uh, I'm from Austin, Texas, born and raised, uh, I guess partly really Pflugerville was later, later through my life, like high school, the Flug, the Fluger, <laughs> as Envy calls it, the Fluger, yeah, Pville as, uh, as we know it, as we know it it's a suburb of, uh, Austin. It's like North of Austin, right before, uh, Round Rock. Uh, I'm living in Houston, Texas right now. Loving the city, big city vibes. It, it's, it's different, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm loving it, man. Honestly, the New York of the South. <laughs> yeah. W- when I got here, the plan was to just go back to Austin, but that decision's a little tougher now, to be honest with you. No, I know. I know you mentioned that, uh, like when we would go out and drink, we were like, Oh, you know, maybe I'll go back. Maybe. I'll, and I'm like, dude, there's, there's a lot of jobs. It's a toss up right now. Yeah. It's a toss up. And now your son's connected to the city. Cause he's from here. Yeah. And my girl's family's from here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, her, her little brother's like his big brother, even oh, though nice. it's his uncle, but he's yeah. uh, 10, 11 years old. So uh, he was watching over him. Yeah. That's good. And then uh, uh, where'd you go for your undergrad? Texas State. Uh, I majored in criminal justice. CJ. And then uh, just graduated right now from uh, South Texas here in Houston. Woo. Okay. And then uh, I guess for your career field, what what, uh, what I guess what type of law are you trying to get into? Insurance law. Yeah. Insurance, Insurance litigation, really. Yep. Damn. That's awesome, dude. Um, okay. So. Before we get into, you know, everything about law school and, and all that good stuff, let's talk about some current events because there's some stuff going on. And I, I wanted to get your opinion on it, uh, on both of these topics, actually, because, uh, well, let's start with uh, Governor uh, Abbott. He said, no, he said mask off. <laughs> Fuck it, mask off. What, what are you thinking, man? No more masks? No more COVID regulations? What's up? I think it's irresponsible. I think as as the leader, you got to set the example. Right now, you know, he was bragging, boasting. He got got his vaccines. (laughs) He got his vaccines. He's like, you know, we've given millions of vaccines. But if you look at the numbers, it comes out to about 7% of uh, all Texans. 
And honestly, that that doesn't include all the people that that already got COVID, but we don't even know how long the immunity lasts or, but we know that we're not at herd immunity. We know that. And we know that we're ranked 48th in the United States as far as the rate of vaccination. That is insane. Just those numbers alone, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if he has some other information that we don't have. That we don't know, yeah. Like, I, don't uh, know. I mean, Johnson & Johnson has their vaccine coming out, so I'm sure that that's going to pump the numbers and, up. And that, that one's a one-time. One, one time, like, Yeah, just one Johnson & Johnson's the yeah. same ones that... Uh, that knew there was asbestos in their baby powder and didn't tell us (laughs) yes that johnson and johnson but uh, (laughs) i was doing i was i was i was reading up on that because i was curious and i think the the company that they paired with i i can't think of the name on on top of my head but i think the company that they paired with was actually the actual uh company that helped with uh was it Ebola? That was the last one that was like freaking everyone out. Yeah, I think. They, oh, okay. They came a up little more they, credibility. A little bit more, but yeah. still, it's Johnson and Johnson. I don't, I don't know if they're. I, I I'm sketched. Like I I I feel sketchy about them. Yeah. I mean, it's a big. It's it's Johnson and Johnson, man. You know. But, it is what it is. I did see, that uh, talking about. Uh, well, it's a Saturday night, and there's going to be UFC later, but. Dana White wants to bring UFC here and open it up to te- like to Texas and crowd up the place. Like, I read about isn't that. that. Fucking nuts, well, dude. These big giants are waiting for the check, man. They've been on the on the back burner. They're really, now it's all like, man, I'm, I'm ready time to, to cash NFL, out. NFL, yeah. It's. That. But that is insane. Like, like they're not. Uh, yeah. Like, like Envy was saying, they're they want everything to open. I don't know. I I. Maybe like football and baseball, like I'll, I'll go to those just because it's it's it's. I mean, it's air. a big stadium too. If you space it out right, yeah. Like the Super Bowl is packed. Yeah, but I not mean, fully, but it was. I, I kind of see both sides of the argument though, because like, all right, so you go to eat at a restaurant, you wear your mask, and you take it off when you sit down, and then you, you can't get. Home. You know, it's like all right, so <laughs> Corona can't get me now because I'm at my table. Have you seen that meme where like the corona yeah. is like flying over there? It's like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, damn, he's out of this table. Like, right. we missed our shot. <laughs> but <laughs> no, but I, I I get it because like I I like to go out even now. Like, but I I like to go out that you know that I have the option to go outside. Right, and right. If I'm gonna be inside, I, I like to be not. I think I'm more cautious now. Like, if people are too close to me, I'm like, whoa. Right. One yeah. Arm, one arm length. Uh, but. Yeah, I don't know. Dana, Dana White, if he brings it, I think he will definitely get it packed. I don't know. I hope he doesn't bring it to Houston, but I think he'll bring it to Dallas. I think if he's going to bring it, he's going to bring it to Dallas just because more conservatives over there, people are crazier than Dallas. From what I see. I, I can know. see that. From what I see. I mean, they fucking have the World Series. Though. Maybe Fort Worth. Maybe Fort Worth. Maybe Fort Worth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. But it, if I had to put my guess, it's probably the Stockyards. Yeah, at Billy Bots <laughs> UFC <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. Uh, okay, so this next one, this next topic, because uh, you 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 are a big uh, sneakerhead. You got a good collection yourself. I like to uh, think so. Yeah, I mean, you got some of those vintage. Did you hear about what happened to the VP of Nike? So from North America, actually, I did hear about it, but I I honestly wasn't surprised because. That temptation, you know what I mean? Like they, I've been knowing about these Nike stores that they talk about where I've heard stories of Nike shocks going for $20. Yeah. You know, so. And and the thing is, though, I'm not really into like the whole sneakers app. I've never bought a pair of shoes. Never bought a pair of shoes on online, like on Nike like that. So you, you you have a famous saying that everyone in the fraternity knows it. I don't know if you remember this, but I, I think you said it once and it just stuck around. And it, they still like they still bring <laughs> they it up. They still bring that shit up. You ain't saying it. Only suckers pay retail, dude. Everyone, everyone is on that, dude, dude. But yeah, you're right. Like I, I, I hate these sneakers. Okay, so first of all, let me let me for those that don't know, let me let me bring y'all up to speed on what happened with Nike. So the VP of North America, uh, she she has a son. And her son was uh, running this resale market, was getting all these exclusive insider details, was getting all these uh, information on 
on on what was next for Nike and buying you, a lot, using his mom's credit card, using his mom's credit card to buy for all these, and he, and he had like all these rare shoes that come out super limited, and somehow he got them all, and people were really sketched out, but. From what I heard, or because I, I saw he had, uh, reports, five Nike Air mags that he supposedly found, found in a warehouse. Right. And they only made what, like six or seven of them? I'm not like, even sure. They, they've come out a couple times, depending on which. I, I don't even know which ones he had. They're, but if, there's like the lace, the automatic lace yeah, up to like, not. Either way, like any Nike they didn't Air make mag, those is, a lot. Like they, they had very limited numbers, and he found six of them. Like, anyways, so this kid, he got caught. Uh, he wanted a. He reached out to Bloomberg from from what I read. He reached out to Bloomberg, asked him, "Hey, can you do a a, a piece on me?" Uh, about self, self, like self hustler, self. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Made it seem like that, but then uh, he I, didn't watch Paid in Full. He yeah, didn't watch any of those it. movies. <laughs> and and the thing is, is that there's there's two, uh, there's two, uh, I guess like explanations on how he got caught. I think the first one I heard is he had called, and one of the reporters saw the caller ID. Yeah, yeah. It was, yep, and yep. Was, it was like, his mom. It was I his think, mom's right, uh, yeah. his cell phone. Like this guy was making two hundred and thirty k a month. And couldn't afford I didn't even know it was like that. Yeah, but I he, saw a picture of the warehouse, so I, I'm not surprised. Dude, that was, shit was crazy. Dude was bringing in 230k dollars a month in revenue and couldn't afford his own uh, phone line. Right, he yeah. stole his mom's one. Right. So his dad also filed the paperwork for the LLC. That's crazy. But I mean, he was a minor though, so so that's. But yeah, still, but still, I mean, yeah. come on. So and, and suppose that's how they they made the connection. Like, oh, this lady is a fucking. VP of North America sells and the sneakers app. Yeah. Like what the fuck? And and then I, I saw somewhere too that he, uh, I think he had his credit card under his mom's name and maybe that's how they caught him too. Well, I don't think he only used his mom's credit card, but he definitely used it. And so Nike knew about it since like 2018. And I think even now they said that no company policies were violated but, but see, I, I you know think, why did she resign? Well, exactly, right? I that's what I'm saying. Like I think something happened, or or they were doing something shady. That we it, might not even know the full story. Exactly. Too. Like if something comes up, we okay. So here's another thing. Like apparently Nike's like trying to fight the the resale market because I I'll, I'll be honest, I hate resales. Dude. Bullshit, dude. I, their their whole like their whole their whole business model thrives off of the resale market because what they do is. They'll, they'll, when they first put out a shoe, they put out a more limited supply. Like they know there's more demand than the supply they put out. And then what happens like a few, a few months later is they'll put out the shoe again as a restock. And so if they, if they would have put that many amount of pairs that first time, I don't know if, if the shoes would have sold out, yeah, you know? Like so it, they, it they're, thrive off, they're, they're thriving off the hype. And what that also does is. The other sneakers, there's other people that are just getting into the game that don't really know. They're still buying, like, Jordan 1 mids, in which I, I have nothing against mids. I have a, a pair of old loves. I'm not going to lie. Like I, fu zeros. I fuck with some of the mids. <laughs> I got the the silver ones from, like, 01 as well. I got do, the, the hairs. Like, do, do you remember when uh, when they did the Air Force 1 crossover? Like they released every Jordan with, yeah. with the, with yeah. with the Air Force I, I didn't buy. I didn't buy some, but I... I I'm not gonna lie. I wanted those twelves back 12 in the day. The twelves, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm not a big shoe guy. Well, kind of, in a way. So I remember you had some Cardinal Sixes back uh, yeah. in uh, college yeah, that the, you used the at sevens, the gym. The Cardinal Sevens. Cardinal They're, Sevens. My bad. The yeah, fours. Cardinal I had sevens. the the true the the pure money fours. Uh, yeah, you had the pure money fours. So those those were the, the that I had in the Marine Corps. That's so. that high school era shoes. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So. I I don't call myself a sneakerhead. Like I'm not a I'm not a sneakerhead. I, I don't think I am. I I, I like I like boots more, and that's just partially because yeah, when I was you're the one that put me onto the boot game. Like the, the boot game, I like the boot game. It has a longer yeah, life, yeah. and I, you wear it more. I got lucky because I was like, bro, are these Lucases good? Dude, you good? Had, dude, you, you had know? some good pairs too. I, like, I didn't know though. I just like I know what good quality feels like. Like yeah. I didn't know about the brand, but I was just like, damn, like these boots. They just, feel good, like, just, in my yeah. hands. Like, I had bought some boots in Mexico before. You had some elephant boots last time, and I'm like, I still have yeah, some elephant boots. Those are yeah. fucking nice. Yeah, the black ones. Yeah, so, like, I, I, when I was in the Marine Corps, that's all I wear was boots. Uh, not cowboy boots, but, like, combat boots. And then when I came back to Texas, I still got used to wearing, like, something just quick, put them on. 
Boots it got you, got yeah. you into it. Exactly. Like I, I, I mean, I wore them when I was young, but not as as casual as I wear them now. Like now, I feel if I go out, I have to have like if I'm wearing jeans, I have to have boots. Or when I go to the office, I'm wearing my slacks, round toe boots. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I, that's how I am. Yeah, I'm a suits and boots guy too. Dude, it's like the freshest shit. Yeah, the freshest. You could take to away. I, I wore the elephants for graduation. Not gonna lie, Dude. it was between that or my space jams. And oh. I went with the boots. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I I came back to Houston, and uh, I my my brother he 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 likes he likes sneakers. Yeah, and I mean he's Gen Z, right? They're kind of yeah. like they've been pushing it because uh, well we were talking about it the other day how you, you used to not be able to wear Air Force Ones like to the bar. No. Hell no! Nah. You, you, you couldn't get in. No, not, not, you in. couldn't wear Jordans. Or Jordans, yeah. I got a shout out to Gen Z man. I could wear my sneakers out to the bars to now. The bars, I appreciate uh, y'all for that, for and, real. And it's crazy because, uh, so, I, it's it's crazy because of that. Like, it, it it's it it's this thing that started in the nineties. I feel because like. You know, rewatching Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Everybody like like it was it was Damn, weird. Jerry Seinfeld had some heat. He had like some badass sneakers, he man. Like those heat. sneakers were like uh He always wore the white sneakers though. I don't wear, know if you ever noticed they were always white. He yeah. did some interview and he's like he said Joe Namath was was the reason. So back in the day in football, like everyone wore black cleats. Mm-hmm. And Joe Namath was the first one to start wearing the white cleats. And then so Jerry Seinfeld said like that inspired him to wear the white sneakers and he wore them like with suits with like you know all this shit he would wear them with a tie with tie yeah, yeah. <laughs> <A blazer. laughs> if you guys don't i still know, can't pull that off dude like. i if, if you if you guys didn't know seinfeld go watch it uh why like he's white jewish guy from new york but wears the sneakers all the time and i think he was a really big influence for 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 people to wear it so casually like for, that. For us that didn't have cable, man. That's exactly. Where, exactly. That's how we watched that yeah, after school on yeah. TV. Uh, well, no, on, we peep on, game, on, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's crazy to me that all, like it's gotten stronger. It's 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 gone popular, and uh, I started buying these because I, I just bought the Mars, um, the Fire the Red Fours, Fours, yeah. And I bought them because I I saw them, and when I was a kid, the Mars Force came out. With yeah. the little Spike Lee on the right. side. Yep. And I always wanted them. My mom said no. She's like, no, you can't have them. That was that pair. And they got like, away. I was like, dude, that <laughs> one. Uh, all these like OG Jordans from the 90s. Like, yeah. I love those, dude. And so I I started dabbling with it. I only have one pair, though. I, tr- I tried today. I couldn't get the, the fucking University Blue ones. Whatever. Fuck it. Fuck these bots buying everything. I hate resellers, yeah. dude. But, but it's a nostalgic feeling for me. Yeah. I love... It's like it's like Lunchables, dude. I don't know if I ever said this, but I love buying Lunchables now just because my mom used to always tell me, no, no, you can't buy. Like whenever we would have a tr- field trip to the zoo or to the space center or whatever. Dude, those mega boxes. Dude. Uh, I just, fucked with the mega boxes. And the, 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 with like a giant ass pizza. Hell and yeah. I, I would get two of them. <laughs> I was that guy. Were, my mom wouldn't buy them for me. She like. She like made me like a sandwich or like a a, a little um boli uh, what is it torta. She'll pack me yeah, up a torta yeah. and I'm eating like um you know my torta beans and ham and my my, my friends fucking eating a pizza. Nah, lunch I was like, mom, if I pack that, they're gonna clown me. Like, <laughs> come on, Dude, no, <laughs> it's five dollars. Like, you know, it saves you time. It's I should see. I didn't. I didn't have a good argument. You gotta mom. sell it. You gotta, you gotta sell, sell it. it. Okay, so see, I didn't. I didn't know that. I was just like, come on. Uh, but now, like, I'll, I'll definitely take a torta over Lunchables. Like, that is fucking right. great cuisine yeah. there. <laughs> right. Uh, so, but now, now, uh, same thing with cereal. Like, I always, I, yeah. I love cereal, dude. Especially the, the name brands now because because mom didn't let me get the name brands. Whatever was on week or, or, or you know, Snap, whatever it's called now. But, but now I buy that. Right. And so sneakers, like, for me, like, I'll like... I think, yeah, because you said, too, more bars are open to now wearing sneakers. And so I'm like, ah... I'm lazy today. I'm going to just put my Air Force. Yeah. And I don't know if it's uh, with the changing of the times type of deal or if it's just with us being in Houston also. That might be it too. Because uh, when I was in Austin, I I know it was all of us. We were rocking cowboy boots and loafers. Like that was the go-tos, you know? It wasn't really sneakers. uh, New Balances was was our thing. Yeah. New In uh, those days. The the 900 series. 900s. Yep. Dude. So it's it's funny because... I was just thinking about this, uh, the the craft leather, right? Like it's it's coming up, it's coming back up right now. I had uh, my buddy DeAndre who came on the the podcast and he crafted my wallet, 
but like that craft of leather like how people used to like just craft leather shoes and like make them look all nice like I, is, do you think that's dying like because no one's buying that you know i think that it's not as popular right now mm-hmm. but it's it's gonna make a comeback just just the same way with sneakers right so when i really got like heavy into the game was when i started working right like whataburger shout out to whataburger has never hey, let me down I, bro i might get some but, after this. <laughs> but i would literally take my check bro and every single time i take the check i would hit up highland mall in austin yeah or because uh, like back then the, the Jordans weren't popular, so they would hit the sales rack. I got uh-huh. a the Countdown Pack Threes pack what? with the twenties yeah. for ninety dollars for the pack. That's forty five bucks a pair, and yeah. I still have those threes. And it's crazy, yeah, you do. I seen you wear them, and it's yeah. crazy because like Austin, I don't feel like it's it's big on that uh, sneaker culture as yeah. it is here in Houston. Yeah, like. it probably never hit hit that point here in Houston, but in Austin. Like we were hitting up the sales rack. I got my Air Max ninety fives for sixty dollars. The Shoot. the neons, like, yeah. dude, I, I could go on and on. But but when I say like only suckers pay retail at that time, I I was copping them brand new, like from the mall. And they weren't even retail. They yeah, were... like no, nobody batted an eye. Like it was just there was uh I was uh, and when I got into it, like camping out was still a thing. Yeah, I remember. But that. there was like there was ten of us in the line, so it didn't even make sense <laughs> to camp out anymore. Like I did it a few times. I can't even say like I was there all the time. I did it like four times, and I was like, "Fuck this!" Like I'm just gonna show up seven a.m. and I can still cop. That's and crazy. that's how it was in Austin, that's, at least. No, no, no. So it, it it at one point it was like that in Houston, where like if a shoe drop, like I don't know, like the, the fucking Aqua Eights, whatever. When they dropped back in like 06, 07, whatever it was, like people would just wake up early and get there like around five. Yeah. And then you just go in. And if you get them, you get them. If you don't, you don't. As I got older, that time frame kept lowering back, right? So like instead of like going up at five, six in the morning, now you're showing up at one, two. And then... I think the, the, the longest I waited for the countdown package, 11 and 12s, that was the best one, the breads and the taxis, I had to stay there at 10 in the, at night. A full fucking night, dude. And I, I mean, I got them. And, and I fucking fell asleep with the box, dude. <laughs> when I got home, I was like, fuck. Because I, I spent a long night just waiting. Yeah, for those so times. those actually did, like, the shit, that, shit, that shit was crazy in Austin. I, I didn't get a chance to get those the first time around, but... I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I, I'm not a fan of the Bread 11s. Never no? been, not a fan, no. They're the best ones, dude. So when, when those came out, I, I ended up buying the Taxi 12s from someone for 100 bucks. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was a good deal because they were yeah. like, I can't even remember the price. It was like, yeah. My oh. boy Manny Fresh. Shout out Manny Fresh. Manny. If, y'all, if y'all need some sneakers, check out uh, Rare Air. Oh, he's still he's based still doing out of the Austin. Thing? Oh yeah, he's oh, got he yeah. focuses on limited exclusive sneakers. So if you want some shit like OGs, yeah, he'll hook you up. Yeah. Okay. That, all right. Well, good sneaker talk. That was a, good, a little good sneaker talk. But here now we're we're here to talk on uh, law school. So let's shift the gears now, Isaac. So I guess first things first, man. Like, how did how did you decide you wanted to go to law school? What was that moment like and, and, and why? Like, what was it like? Bro, so this, it was a long ass time ago and I still remember the moment vividly. I was, I was, I want to say like I was in first grade, so I was old enough to read for sure, but yeah. I remember being real young. So my cousin, David, I don't know if you know David, he's a brother D- from, David Bondo. yeah, from our chapter as well. Yeah, I've heard of him. But, uh so uh w- growing up we, we would be at his house like his mom took care of us like there be a gang of us in there like yeah. there was like 10 10 of us probably in there that she would take care of and uh, i remember one day i was there after school and i looked on the refrigerator he had like some interview that they had done i don't know what it was for he was in middle school though yeah and he uh they asked him like one of the questions was like what do you want to be when you grow up and he said lawyer and i even remember like i think he misspelled it <laughs> like looking back but anyway <laughs> anyway like uh he was like pretty cl- i think he's like four or five years older than me so yeah. I, I looked up to him a lot and he like i remember he would like 
he kind of just showed me the game in, in elementary school. Like, I remember <laughs> one time he was like, <laughs> this was like in the 90s, right? So he's like, you got to tie your sweater around your waist. He's like, if you want to be cool, you got you got to tie your sweater around your waist. And he's like, nah, don't just like put put it to the side, you know, be different. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so I always looked up to him. And uh, so I, I looked at that on the refrigerator, refrigerator, and that was like kind of the the seed, you know. Yeah. That that's kind of where. And uh, I mean, I, I let go of the dream here and there, but in the end of the day, I, I stuck through with it. That's interesting too, because you majored in uh, in poli sci, or no, no, criminal justice. Criminal justice. And a lot of people that that do that, or that that have the intent of going into law, either major in. Uh, poli sci or they communications, I think is another big one. History, I think is so. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I actually talked to a professor and and uh, it was for my intro to ethics, some fucking class. And she's like, yeah. well, right. Any of you guys here trying to be lawyers? She said that the top three majors that have the highest scores in uh, the the LSAT and get like the most admissions was uh, psychology, English, English. Yeah, that's a big one. And uh, history that would have helped. Yep. And I was like, oh, okay, because a lot of people that, that people that want to go into law school go into pre-law or, or, or political science majors or, or criminal justice majors. Yeah, it just sounds like it's related to law. And right. I mean, it, it did help because uh, I think there was one class like it was called criminal law. And so that one class helped. But other than that, I mean, it helped in the in the sense that the classes are easy so you can get your GPA up. OK, you know, I, I, I blew off college honestly but i still managed to pull out like a 3.1 shit but honestly like envy can attest to this man we were we were wilding out and uh really like the the only reason that Is i that followed, envy? yeah yeah but wilding. we still wild out envy. <laughs> <laughs> but the only reason i followed through with it was actually because like i, I caught a couple cases so I, I couldn't do criminal justice anymore mm. so i was like well there's only one way to go now so that's interesting okay um what uh what was the preparation like because when i when i started when i had that little idea in my head right eh, fuck it law school the only thing i did was research schools uh and, and just looked into the lsat uh but that but that was about it i studied for like two three months and that was it but uh what, what was that preparation like for you like uh studying for the lsat searching for school uh and like what did you do your last year of your undergrad so, oh, that was a lot of shit I threw at you. Yeah, no, so, that. so when I got, when I caught the cases, I was like 19 years old. Uh -huh. So I was sophomore. Yeah, like a sophomore. Um, and I wasn't really sure my junior year, to be honest with you. I, I was like, shit, I don't know what, what I'm going to do. So I was just kind of like hovering in school. I actually switched to accounting. Yeah. So I was really? going to be an accountant yet, but I could not stay awake uh, in the classes like to save my life. I couldn't stay awake, bro. Shit. Wait, wait. So you went into your undergrad with? I was no. I was criminal justice, and then Dynacan. caught the cases, and I was like, All right, I got to do something do else. Something, yeah. Didn't want to be a lawyer because I don't know. I just didn't want to do it at the time, and uh, switched to accounting. That shit was boring, boring, bro, boring. <laughs> and respect to those who do it, but man, I I couldn't stay awake, bro. That's like nice. I would drink coffee. I I couldn't like, and now now I know like I ha I have ADD, so it's kind of one of the one of the symptoms like paying attention in something yeah. that you're not interested in is it's twice as hard as like it is for a normal person. <laughs> I would chug a coffee, and I'd be asleep by like ten minutes in, and so Jeez. I was like, all right, I got to do something else. And then so uh, I I just went. I was like, well, I, I did always want to be a lawyer. Let me just go ahead and, and follow through Let's with try it. So. Again. Yeah. So that was like my senior year. And then I had like a super senior year too, you know, okay. fifth year victory lap. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I you know the average is six years. I think. Yeah. Well, I lost a year with accounting. So uh, when I hopped back, oh, um, fuck. I think it was like my, my, my fifth year. I was like, all right, well, um, I got I got to do something. So I got a job with the, with a law firm while you were still in school. While I was still in school. And uh, th I had set it up to where I was taking like some BS classes my last year. Okay. So I was chilling. I had time. So I was, was fully it? focused on, on working. And, um, you know, I met some good attorneys out of Austin and they really mentored me and kind of showed me the way, you know, right. and uh, motivated me to, to keep going. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. Cause I, when I met you, I think you, you were already set on. Uh, I was, I think I was already working when, when I met you. 
Yeah, because you were already set on law school, and I think yeah. you, 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 you had started your victory lap. Yeah. Um, okay, So and, and so what tools did you use to study for the LSAT? Because the LSAT is like a, the biggest thing, right? Like to, to It's like the SAT. It's like the MCAT, GMAT. Uh, well, how did you prepare for that? Cause so I took a Kaplan, a Kaplan course, uh, okay. but uh, honestly, I didn't really like – I, I took kind of the same work ethic that I had done through college, which was very little, you know, so make it till uh, you make it. Yeah, I, I was going to the classes. I wasn't doing any of the assignments. And uh, I think my score went up like three points. So, right. I mean, it was a waste of money. And uh, so it was not effective. Uh, probably could have done a lot better had I taken the same work ethic that I took in the into the bar exam and into law school. Uh-huh. Probably could have gotten into a better school. But um at the time, just like it, it just still didn't really seem like a real possibility. Like I, I was working, so I had the resume. But uh, in the back of my mind, I was still like two cases, you know, might not even might not even uh, get admitted. Yeah. You know, might not even like even if I if even if I uh, pass the bar exam or sorry, even if I get through law school, might not even uh, pass the fitness and character. Shit. So uh, I think that kind of kind of you know i didn't really give it my all at yeah. the time so uh, I, I looked at my gpa and i saw what schools had that median and then i saw what the median lsat that i needed to get and that's pretty much what i hit like right on it so i i applied to one school and that was it and Shit. i remember talking to my lawyer uh, sorry uh, my old boss that was a lawyer and he was like what schools did you apply for and i was like uh, I want to go to South Texas. That's the one I applied to. And he just like cracked up. He was like, it's not about the one you want to go to. It's about the one that's going to let, let you in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I played it safe looking back. Yeah. Uh, I was at the median, so there was no reason other than my past, you know, but, uh, uh, that all, that, that, all that shit happened when I was 19. I think I was like 25. Yeah about 24 25 when i was applying yeah, you, you didn't you didn't uh when you were getting ready for a school you weren't an undergrad you because you worked for like a year or two right two years yeah or i was uh i worked for so one year i worked i was uh it was my my fifth year and then uh, i worked two years right after school as a, a paralegal right uh or? yeah legal assistant paralegal uh really it was like a case manager um Shit. so i had like a 50 60 case docket that i was uh managing for for the attorney so go, go back to this because because i'm really curious if you could have picked any like like law schools that you really wanted to go to which ones would it be like what were um i think looking back i i would have uh kind of tried harder on the lsat mm-hmm. and i mean who knows how how good i really could have done so it's kind of hard to say but Looking back now, I think I would have tried to try to get into U of H. It's a yeah, it's ranked higher than the law school I went to, and they're both good schools though. Like, don't get me wrong, I love my school. I, I, we we put out the best litigators in Texas, in my opinion, um, and that's what I wanted to do. But I think looking back, I would have at least took the shot. You know? Yeah. I didn't take U the H. shot, and so it is what it I, is. I think I had read somewhere, and I could be wrong, but I think I had like read somewhere that they put out like the most uh, Hispanic lawyers. I, I could Who be does? UH. I could be wrong though. I could be hmm. wrong. Um, okay, and then and then uh, were there any uh, extracurricular activities that you did in, during your undergrad that that kind of like um, push you that way? Because I know I was, you know there's those law fraternities or. Uh, not really, dude. I mean, I I joined uh, LSA and HBSA, but I was just I was just in it. I wasn't really active or anything. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, being uh, president of our fraternity really helped me out. Um, <laughs> I, I think that uh, yeah. I don't know. There was certain certain life lessons and certain certain skills that I gained from that. That I, I know definitely because I, I I took the. Position. I mean, yeah, yeah, you you know you know what it was like. It was like shit. People think different than me. Like they want to do something else. Like bro, like, I have a great idea. Why would you not want to yeah. do my idea? Uh, stuff like that. And I, yeah. I, Honestly, I, what I was like the the biggest thing you would say you took away from from your time as a as as president? Because you were no, you weren't right after me. You were it was Mario. Out, it was after Mario, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was Mario and then me. 
I think for me, uh, there was a lot of stuff because, uh, so, uh, uh, the fraternity, when, when I came in, uh, they were stuck to their old ways. And I think I pushed those, like I challenged a lot of this stuff. I, I wanted to try new things. I brought some things that hadn't been done, like the, yeah. the formal, uh, I brought new things like having composites, uh, have a nice pledge gear. Cause I was sick and tired looking like a, like, like a fucking, uh, just wearing like like all I, black with the yeah, like if tie. I was on Green yeah. Day or like a rock band, that's what I was trying to say. I was tired of looking like a bad Lincoln rock star, Lincoln Park, just walking in black and black with a red tie. Yeah, like I was tired of that. Like, so I, I think I introduced a lot of new stuff that that a lot of the guys, and then the shirts too. Like every time I made an OD5 shirt, it would be color. Like fuck right. it, throw purple, throw green, throw blue, mix it fuck, up a little bit. Okay, I'm gonna fuck. Yeah, ruffle some feathers. And then like, and then like the the seniors that were there, like, no, we've always done red black or silver and yeah, I'm like, yeah. Dude, who gives a shit bro we're not a fucking gang like, right, we're a fraternity. right uh but but uh but yeah like a lot of like a lot of people were mad about that i think i had fundraise and I, I did the the uh mixer or no no i had a fraternity event uh no, no the formal sorry half formal at a at a at a vineyard at three dudes winery and nice. it was all byob and and I remember one of the bros, uh, Ray Ray Ridgeway. <laughs> Shout out Ray. Oh Ridgeway. yeah, that was a uh, he was my treasurer. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm not gonna go. And I'm like, why? Because <laughs> I don't think you should be spending the money like that. And I'm like, who gives you? We worked hard out here. Let's have a fucking yeah. Let's have a formal. Uh, but but yeah, no, no, I, I agree because I think that opened yeah. my eyes into a lot of shit too. That I, uh, I think for me it was uh, we were like on we we got on some kind of some kind of probation or something from nationals like. Yeah. And uh, I think the the biggest thing that I learned was like how to deliver bad news. Like you gotta spin it right. Mm-hmm. You gotta turn a, a negative into a positive. A positive and, yeah. and so at the time I, I was young, I didn't really know. So I walked into the meeting and I'm like, and I was just kind of like, we're fucked, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But looking back, I, I would have spun it differently, you know. Like yeah. I think I, I could have sold it to be a positive, but you yeah. know, it is what it is. You live and you learn. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny too, cause like I, I, I met I when I when I, like my first when we were doing the switchover with Mario, I, I went over to his house at the retreat, and I asked him all these questions, and he looked he's younger than me, yeah, and he looked at me, he's like, honestly, dude, you'll figure it out. And he, like, <laughs> he like tapped me, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and that's and then and then yeah, like that sounds like Mario. Yeah, he's like he's like you'll figure it out, and I'm like oh shit, because I had all these questions. Right, you know I had I, I come from a military background where everything in the military is by the book, like procedure, right? Procedure, yeah. Marine Corps order, tradition, like everything's by the book. So like if 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 any event happens, like all you gotta do is open a page, skim through it, right? Boom, now right. you know what to do. But now, uh, you know, I was in a fraternity and all this stuff. Like you're making it up as you go, dude. You have you have the the regional bylaws, you have national bylaws, you have the chapter bylaws. It was like three. It's like you know, local, state, and and federal government. And I'm like, what the fuck? But uh, he's like, yeah, you figure it out as you go. And I'm yeah. like, all right, <laughs> good times, good yeah, times, definitely. Uh, so now that we're talking on undergrad, what were some of those differences of law school and, and undergrad, what was the big difference? What was uh, the similar? Um, um, you, can, you can't compare it. No? You, you can't compare it. At least not with my major. I was a criminal justice major, like I said, so I was Cadillacing. I was studying four hours before the exam, no lie, and would ace it. You know what I believe? Because Jacob is uh, a <laughs> criminal justice. Yeah. and Cakewalk. Cakewalk, yeah. Cakewalk. Yeah, and uh, so y- y- I could. I think the closest thing I could compare it to actually is is pledging. Like it was like pledging for three years straight. Shit. Yeah. No way. Yeah. How so though? Like just because like you have like you're 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 on it like consistently or like you yeah you're on it consistently like it consumes your life it uh, uh, you can't keep your eye off you can't have your eye off the ball you gotta right. stay focused it's it that's your life like you what about like the test and shit were like the like the tests were nothing like anything in undergrad dude no so, like no written or like... no bro like the first so the first exam we had was contracts and that class shit. so that class like the actual class was like fun you know like the professor was like our best friend yeah and then 
we walk out of the test, dude. Everyone's like, fuck that guy. Like, <laughs> piss, bro, piss. And then there was this one girl who ended up, like, getting, like, an A minus, I want to say. But she was like, I failed. I failed. Like, y'all are welcome for the curve. It was that hard because, dude, it, I, you just, like, you have to live through it to really experience it. It's, it's like hazing, dude. It's like hazing. It's straight up hazing. Like, like, so the test is, like, so hard. So they can set the curve, right? Like they want to, if you make the test easy, a bunch of people are going to make A's and how are you going to distribute the grades? Because we have like a strict curve. So like only a certain amount of people can get A's, only a certain amount of people can get B's, C's, right. et cetera. And then like at the end of the first year, if you don't have a certain GPA, you get dropped by the school. Fuck. So they have to make the test so hard so they can see where you land, right? Yeah. And so... Holy shit. Yeah, and so undergrad is not like that. Like, you, you study, and, and you do what you're supposed to do, and, and you walk out the test, and you know you passed it. Yeah. But this one, people that were scoring at the top were feeling like they failed it, and that doesn't change. Like, it only gets worse as you progress. Like The bar like, exam, like, like, is even worse, you know? Shit, dude. Okay. But, but so, so there's no cramming for this. Like, you know. Cause, uh, cause, some people cram. Yeah. Some people cram. Uh, I wouldn't advise it, but, uh, but, but I didn't, I didn't cram. I, uh, I was just on my shit, honestly. Like I didn't slack. So, uh, I was during final time, people were freaking out, having nervous breaks now, but I was chilling. Like I felt like I had a good grasp on the material till I took the test. Yeah. But it's it's crazy that you said that because I just remember you, you told me something when I was pledging, uh, I don't know if you remember but you you told me, hey, if if you have to cram and you don't know it by now, you're filling that test tomorrow. Like you had all, you know. Yeah. You had those. Two, There's three a bigger weeks. problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you had those two three weeks to pay attention in class, and if you didn't have to cram, like you fell the test. Yeah, and I think that's why my method in college worked because I was paying attention in class. Yeah. Um, so, what the, those four, and I was going to the. The thing that really helped in college was like the review, right? The the TAs would do the review mm-hmm. and they would pretty much tell you what was going to be on the exam. And I have a good memory. So I, I would go through the review and it would just stick. It would stick with you. Yeah. But in law school, it, it's not about memorizing shit. That's not going to get you anywhere. You can have a photographic memory and fail the test. Shit. It's not about what you remember. It's about if you can apply it. As one of my professors said, like, you may know the law, but can you drive it? Can you get behind oh. the wheel? You know, can you do donuts? What can you do? <laughs> can you do donuts? Yeah, like oh. what can you do with the okay, knowledge? I see, I see. I see what he means. Can you apply it? They give you a fact pattern. It's and it'll be some sh- like some crazy shit. Like, so uh, grandma was walking down the street, and a- as she was turning left, like some other car came and hit her. She's getting out. A pedestrian sees it, comes and helps her. Like picks her up, gets in her car. They're driving. They get into a wreck, and then, you know, like it, it's like some crazy, some crazy fact pattern that like wouldn't happen in the real world. But you have to be able to like be like, okay, like this fact pattern triggers this law and that and this law is this and this is how you Uh. apply that law to these facts. And this would be the likely result. And so in in law school, they they give they would give you like these long fact patterns and mix in all these different type of uh, rules and you apply it. And that's like the real test. And then the multiple choice questions would be would be really difficult. Uh, That was like my, my stronger suit. Mm-hmm. I was scoring like 80% on my like law school most multiple choice, but uh, I really struggled with essays. So, I mean, it balances out because other people were the other way or some people would be mediocre on both. So like uh, you get your shot, you know what I mean? Like, so, so do you ever, did you ever have like classmates like that annoy you? Cause they were like really good. Like, like, I think I was the annoying one. Oh, you're really like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck this guy, yeah. Dude. <laughs> but that's, that's funny. You know, I, <laughs> I mean, you have to work hard for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We we called them uh, gunners. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what they're called in high and in, uh, in law school. Gunners. Just dudes, I know everything. Every fucking. Guy. It's not even about knowing everything. It's just like about having no fear. I think is what because really, like everyone that goes into law school is smart. Right. You know, there might be I mean, that that to, one right? guy that's really smart, but everyone's smart. You know, we're all in the same ballpark. So what what it comes down to a lot of times is like who has the balls you know to raise their hand oh yeah and i wasn't scared bro like if, if i'm wrong i'm wrong fuck that's, it you know that's why i'm here i'm here to learn it is what it is you, that's awesome i okay. you know get embarrassed a few times but fuck it you come back the next day you raise your hand again and you, go, <laughs> you got it yeah uh, so 
what uh actually did you ever did you ever get to drink with one of your professors i'm just i'm just wondering did i what did you ever get to drink with one of your professors because they seem pretty i did cool. i did uh with my insurance insurance law professor that's we had awesome. a class at, at the bar a couple times oh no yeah shit. yep that's fucking tight yeah that was like towards my like i think it was my third third year third yeah year? like my first semester third year that's um awesome. the the classes get a little more chill as, as you go that first year is because they got to weed them out like they got to weed out the first year is brutal honestly like second year the first semester second year is tough too and then after that it, it, it chills out a little bit nice okay so what's really interesting about you is because you started law school normal like you know just young adult in their 20s yeah then uh you you get a surprise Yep. Noah comes along. <laughs> uh, and then you hit a pandemic. And then the pandemic. Like there was, you know, like what, what was that like? How, how was your, how was your day, day to day looking like when you first started compared to when, when uh, Noah tagged along and then when the fucking pandemic hit? Yeah. So when I first started, I mean, it, I was, I like to think like any other law student, you know, I would uh, wake up read for class, yeah. um, go to class, read in between classes, go to other classes, um, get off school, read. Um, it's so much reading. Like people don't know how much reading there is. Like, so get off, read, um, have dinner, uh, a little bit like hour, two hours of rec time, like do whatever it is you, that I would like to do and, uh, get back to it. Like books again. Um, Shit. You know, get ready for bed, read the Bible, go to sleep, do it again the next day. That was, that's how it was like before I had a baby. We so, would, and we would go out drinking sometimes. Yeah. yeah I didn't have class Friday, so. Yeah, because I, I, you know, when I think about it, I would come to Houston and you were, were you were here already. Yeah. I, so, wasn't, I wasn't here yet. Yeah, so uh, I think the only thing that might have been different than other law students was that I never studied on the weekends. That was my time. Fuck that. Yeah. What's well, like a you job? You got to keep your sanity, right? Yeah, no, like, exactly, exactly. But I was grinding Monday through Thursday. You grinding? Grinding Friday, Saturday, Sunday, chilling. Shit. And then, and then uh, your your second semester came along. Second semester, uh, was it? I think I had just found out. No, so I found out during my first semester. That I was gonna have that, you know, I was gonna That's be right. a dad. And the Astros won the World Series that year. Yeah, and uh, second semester, I had Noah. Um, I remember, damn, I remember like reading my property book, like while, you know, <laughs> Carla's, Carla's in delivery, and I'm over here reading about the rule against perpetuities. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember the doctor walked in. She's like, "That's a big ass book." <laughs> <laughs> You can kill somebody with that book, that, bro. Shit. And how was that like, though? Like, because he was a newborn, and that, now you really cut his sleep. Yeah, and dude, it was tough. It was tough the first few weeks, but uh, I think overall it helped me, though. You know, you would have a, uh, I would have rough days, and I would come home, and seeing him would make everything better. Oh, nice. So, uh, you know, it, not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. That's awesome. And then the pandemic hit and now everything was virtual. Dude, the pandemic, I think that that might have been tougher. That might have been tougher. Just like online classes, like law school is already tough as it is and having to pay attention through a screen while Noah's crying in the background. Oh, my God. Carla's on the phone with an adjuster. Oh, no. And we're still getting cold called. You know what? And that's funny because you you guys had a studio, so there was like no other room to go to because yeah, because it was a studio. Yeah, we were living at the lofts right there by Minute Maid, and yeah. I mean, there's lofts. a room, but there's no door, and it, there's like a wall, but it's not connected it's, to the top, so you yeah, can hear no, everything. I remember one time, it was so bad, I had to go to the restroom. Like I was in the restroom in my fucking criminal procedure class. Yeah, like just because I. I dude it was bad I, yeah and that's why i asked because i i took all my classes in person yeah i couldn't i couldn't do online i get distracted i get and you know that, that i think that has to do with self-discipline too but there's things that you can't control either and i think that's how that's what what working from home has taught me yeah and it's insane like i can't imagine like a, a intense hardcore class like that um 
So what were some of your, your daily challenges uh, as a parent and a law school student? Um, I know you mentioned him crying a bit, but... Yeah, I think the we, we were blessed to have uh, very supportive parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean very supportive. Like, her, her parents are, uh, like, very right-wing Christian, you know? So, uh, I mean, we, we weren't oh, married, you know? Uh, then that's really progressive you know that but that that's a part of being a christian too is still supporting you know even even if you don't agree fully uh so she wasn't working yeah so she was full-time mom it really helped me out um but the hardest challenge was just uh spending time yeah spending enough time with uh both of them you know to just uh to be a good dad right right can't be a good dad if you're not spending enough time with your family no, of course. Um, no matter what what it is you're doing, even if if your if your career is to support them, whatever, like you you have to spend time with them. And being a law student, it's tough. You know, you got to balance everything. It, it's hard. I'm, I was already stretched thin. You <laughs> yeah. know, no. And so that was the toughest challenge. But I, I found a way. You know, found a good balance. I, I found I found a way. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It honestly wasn't too bad. Yeah, through trial and error, I'm assuming. Like you know, try something. Yeah, sleepless nights. You know, uh, you you got to make the sacrifices. Uh, we I would uh, you know, spend spend the whole day with them or the evening, whatever it was, and yeah. be up all night studying. But no, I can I can imagine because like for like when I go to my parents' house, usually my nephew's there. He's a baby right now, and like mm-hmm. he was like, I'll be on my laptop and he would just like flop on it or like yeah. on my phone. He would just like snatch it away from him. I'm like, dude, what? The- yeah. So I can't imagine like when you actually have to do something serious and you have to. Yeah. You got to be able to switch gears. Like you got to turn it off. Yeah. You know, I, I would have paper do whatever it was, do readings do and yeah. just be like, you know what? Fuck it. It's it's crazy. Like when you tell him now, like in the future, cause I, I'm pretty like, he's a baby right now. He has no idea. Yeah. So he has no excuse. Like, like to, to do um, like challenging things like that. Like, bro, like I think you're going to have that one up thing on, right? Him. Like, oh, well, when you were a baby, like, I had like if he goes to law school, I'm going to be like, come on, bro. I had a baby. What, what's your excuse? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's funny. Uh, all right. Uh, and then uh, let me see. I got, I got one more question about law school here. Uh, and I guess this goes out to anyone that's thinking about going to law school. What advice would you give them? Uh, any tips, any advice, any, you know, watch outs, what, what, what advice could you give? I would say, um, be prepared to work harder than you've ever worked in your life. Shoot. Uh, now, and I, and I guess this is more of a preference, but do you, you mentioned that you didn't go to law school right after undergrad. And I know some students do, do you, you, you thought your, uh, experience working, uh, as a uh, legal assistant, helped you out a lot. Um, Cause I think I, I think it, I think it did. Like, I think that it helped me as far as my law school application. Oh, okay. Um, it's just so different. Like, you know, when when you go into law school, that they, they're all telling you like we're gonna we're gonna like teach you how to think like a lawyer. That's all we ever like. You're you're gonna learn how to think like a lawyer. So, and and the crazy part is when I went in. I was like a, you, you're familiar with the Myers-Briggs personality type things? Mm, no, I, I can't say. So there's like some whole school of psychology that like breaks down, uh, breaks down like people into like 16 basic personality types. Oh, shit. So when I went in, I was on the creative end. Uh, I don't even remember exactly the, the, the specifics of it, this, but I was like. like true colors kind of. Yeah, but it's more way more detailed than that. Okay. So I was like a creative, free spirit, type B, and then now I took it and uh, I'm type A, and that was because of law school. Like, oh shit, I hated routine. I hated, you know, order. Like I was like, I had the mentality that rules were made to be broken. Right. And then I coming out like I really appreciate structure, order, like. More, more like I guess like uh how you say in the Marines right like right, yeah it, it's more that kind of thinking and so they really do you can say they brainwash you uh for the better I guess for for your career yeah career yeah I know that's interesting because uh 
Uh, yeah, when I met you, you you, you know, find, it was about finding the loopholes and right. finding all this. Like, just I mean, it, it, and it still uh, helps because uh, I was able to come up with arguments that no one ever thought of. Yeah, like come like on. I I was I I would uh, have different takes that yeah. people just didn't see because most people that come into law school are already type A, they're already you know and, oh. and that kind of mentality. And I came in I from see. the opposite, so I, I strengthened my weakness, and my creative side was already strong. Kind of like 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 some yin and yang type type of shit. Yeah, it, it balanced me out for sure. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. All right, so hopefully uh, anyone out there that's looking into to law school can can pick up some good tips from this. Um, but now let's move on to this next uh, portion of the podcast that I, I like to call the closeout Q and A. So you, you know these are really like chill five questions. You can answer them however you want. You could interpret them however you want to. There's no right or wrong. It's just you know, just chill stuff, right? <laughs> All right, so question number one. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? The best piece of advice I ever received was, uh, it's actually, <laughs> it don't was be, actually from. <laughs> don't be an idiot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's solid advice. I will take you a long way in life, but. We just, no. we just did fucking office trivia the other day. Yeah, that's yeah. Why. I think that was one of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was. It was, it was. Yeah, no, but the best piece of advice I ever got was actually from a, a Q dog um, at, at Texas State. And uh, he said it was actually he was talking about pledging and he was like, you have to want it with every single drop of blood in your body or you're not going to make it. Shit. And uh, I took that same mentality to law school. Like you have to want it like every single last little drop of blood in your body or you're not going to make it. Damn, that is per- that. You know, actually, that's similar to like what kept me going through boot camp. Like you got to want that EGA, that yeah. new globe and anchor. Cause, cause I would see people just fall like flies and I'm like, fuck dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, question number two, if you could grab with, uh, if you could grab a drink with anyone in the world, past or current, uh, who would it be and why? Gotta give it up to Jesus with a, a, a glass of wine. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. Be some, you know what? Those would be some interesting conversations. Right? Yeah. Damn. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, what's your favorite place of all out of all the places you traveled? Um, I'm not really like a big travel guy, to be honest. Okay. Um, it, it stresses me out. Really? I, I come back from vacation. I'm more stressed. <laughs> I do hate that. I do like, fuck. you know, when you open your inbox and you got like 300 mails. And I'm like, fuck. and, and it, it also goes back to like my whole mentality that only suckers pay retail. Right, right. So, uh, you know, and when you go on vacation, everyone's trying to get you. He said something similar. Like, I asked him if you could go anywhere in the world, and I'm pointing at Mark right now. I'm pointing at uh, MV. If you guys don't remember, he was a guy uh, from HB that, that we talked about. The, the meat master. The meat, the, yeah, the meat master. <laughs> when I asked him if he had all, like, if he could travel anywhere in the world, where would he go or, or something like along those lines? He said, I don't need to travel. <laughs> like, I'm good. Yeah. I think we're more steak, staycation kind of guys. Staycation kind of guys? But uh, uh, Cabo. 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 Yeah. You've been to Cabo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was more I, paradise. I did, I did most of my traveling uh, with my parents. Okay. And uh, I haven't really gone too many places like, you know, now, uh, you know, a few. But uh, Cabo was definitely, it was fun. It was fun? It was fun. Yeah. I, I, I just went to Cancun uh, a few months ago. And uh, that beach, Mexican beach lifestyle, it's, it's not a bad, not a bad place. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, th- this past year, and it doesn't have to be 2021, but like within the year cycle, I guess the whole, during the whole pandemic, uh, what was your favorite item that you bought and why? The favorite what? Item. Oh, that's Thing. easy. Yeah. I found some um, very near dead stock Royal Ones. For a hundred dollars at a pawn shop here in Houston. What? I didn't even think of looking at pawn Hell shop yeah. shoes. What? Yep. And you just you're like fuck your copy. Man, I honestly I, I was broke at the time. I had to put them hoes on layaways. They were only hundred dollars, and I had to put them hoes on layaway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm sure there were more when they came out too. 
Yeah, yeah. I think they're retailing for like around 170, 175. I'm not like I said I I don't buy like shoes retail and yeah. and mo- it's not even like yeah, I, I suckers pay retail whatever, but most of it is because I acquired the majority of the shoes that I really wanted when I was in high school. Right. Uh, so like I had no exactly. need like okay, the Nike Air thing, that that was like a big deal when when I was uh collecting like getting the older retros with the Nike Air. Yeah. And so, but it wasn't enough for me to, to go spend three hundred, four hundred dollars You know, I'm, I'm cool with the jump, man. It yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Damn. Well, I mean, that that's, I'm sure that's a good item. But that was, yeah, that that's I couldn't change. believe it. I had to rub my eyes, like <laughs> blink. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I checked them and, and, yeah, and I, I, I can tell, <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell when, when she's are fakes, they're a hundred percent legit. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome that you got a nice uh, piece like that. Uh, okay, so we'll go on to the last question, uh, and this one is: What book, movie, podcast have you read, seen, heard recently? Do you recommend it, and why? Gotta go with Thinking Twice. Hey. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, besides that, uh, Devil's Advocate. I love that movie. I, it wasn't the first time I'd seen it, but. Uh, like after the bar exam, I was watching some like lawyer related movies. I love that movie. I don't know if you've seen Devil's it. Uh, Keanu Reeves, uh, yeah. Al Pacino. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dope movie. Damn. What Dope about movie. Uh, what are you binging these days on Netflix? Uh, I'm not really like a series kind of guy. I'm a movie guy. A movie guy? I'm a movie guy. But oh. The Office, you know. Shit, dude. What are you watching now that it got pulled out? Um, I don't really, I don't really watch TV, no. bro. No. That's that's interesting. Ah, oh, man. If it wasn't for net, like I, I, I don't watch a lot of shit on Netflix, but I, I did have it because of The Office, and now that it's gone, well, I, well luckily I have Peacock. Yeah. So I'm still watching The Office, but man, I feel for the people that don't want to pay for Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Well, Isaac, that's all I had for you today, man. I think it was a good conversation, and uh, you took the 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 bar. I did. So we'll stay we'll stay posted on that, and hopefully everything goes well for you and. And we'll go from there. All right, bro. Thanks for having me, man. For sure, man. See ya. See ya, listeners. Peace. (laughs)